ಮಹಾವೀರಾಯ ನಮಃ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಒನ್ ಮಹಾವೀರ ದ ಹಿಸ್ಟಾರಿಕ್ ಹನುಮಾನ್ ಆ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಮೀಟಿಂಗ್ ವಿತ್ ಹನುಮಾನ್ ದ ಮಂಕಿ ಗಾಡ್ ಇಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಎಪಿಕ್ ವಾಲ್ಮೀಕಿ ದ ರಾಮಾಯಣ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಆಕ್ಯುಪೈಸ್ ಅ ಯುನೀಕ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಇನ್ ಹಿಂದೂ ಕಲ್ಚರ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ರೆಪ್ರೆಸೆಂಟೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ರಾಮ ಆಸ್ ದಿ ಐಡಿಯಲ್ ಮ್ಯಾನ್ ಸೀತಾ ಆಸ್ ದಿ ಐಡಿಯಲ್ ವುಮನ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ರಿಲಿಜಿಯಸ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ the ramayana is one that has gripped the imagination of not only the indian continent but of many other countries of the far east where it has had far reaching effects on various cultures in fact out of all the numerous works of hindu literature the ramayana is perhaps the only one that is known to every hindu there are many saints in india who have attained self realization simply by chanting the name of rama Hanuman is a classic example of this intense devotion. He was a chosen messenger, warrior, and servant of Rama. He lived only to serve Rama. In fact, he is such an integral part of the epic that the saying, where Rama's story is, there there is Hanuman, is commonly repeated. However, it is a matter of conjecture as to how this remarkable being suddenly appeared in Valmiki's epic. without previous precedent either in the vedas or puranas these extraordinary beings which came to help rama in the ramayana made their first appearance in the book of kishkinda a part of the ramayana and they were called vanaras or actually mon- not monkeys but vanaras perhaps was type of uh, humans who looked like monkeys but most obviously these creatures were not ordinary monkeys they had immense strength and some had supernatural powers and the ability to change forms at will the valpiki's rakshasas have precursors in vedic literature his vanaras do not ravana had asked for the boon that he should not be killed by the gods or any other superhuman beings but he did not mention humans and vanaras in this list since he thought that they were far below his consideration So it appears that the Vanaras were created to fulfill this particular necessity. Many of their leaders were begotten through Vanara women by the gods in order to assist Rama. Thus Hanuman was a Vanara. He represents a stage of evolution lower than the Chandala outcast. He rose to the stature of a god through sheer strength of character and one point in devotion to Rama. In the story we see that Hanuman combines Simian agility and energy with human sagacity, eloquence, devotion, and he eventually emerges as one of the epic's most complex and fascinating characters. Was he just a creation of Valmiki's genius, or is there mention of him in the Puranas or in the ancient Vedas, held to be the storehouse of all lore concerning the gods? Some people say that he owed his greatness to the fact that he was a son of the wind god. If this is true, then in the Mahabharata, All the Pandavas who were sons of the gods should have been deified, but none rose to Hanuman's heights. We consider the Pandavas to be mortals, but no one thinks of Hanuman as a monkey or even as a human. He is a god. Actually, Valpmigi does not give us a portrait of his early life, a depiction of which might lead to an understanding of his deification. We are left to conjecture this from his perfected portrait. Hanuman himself explains the secret. of attaining spiritual perfection neither by repetition of mantras nor by inherited tendencies did i gain perfection but only through unswerving concentration 
of the mind on God. Hanuman states very clearly that his greatness was due to his constant effort and not due to his inborn character, which is that of an ordinary monkey. Brahmatnyana is possible for all. Moksha, liberation, is everybody's birthright. In his case, Hanuman declares that his entire spiritual development was attained by single-pointed devotion to God. He who constantly thinks of the Supreme becomes Supreme. Absolute surrender to God is a secret of spiritual perfection. Spiritual transformation cannot be brought about by the mere chanting of mantras or offerings in temples and other superficial rituals. It is also not something that can be inherited. An infant, whether begotten by God or man, is still an animal. Evolution only aids his physical growth. Spiritual growth is impossible without effort. Learning and discipline must be present if one is to reach this higher form of evolution. An imperfect body is made perfect when it is made into an instrument of God. Then even our shortcomings will turn into advantages. When the entire personality is moulded into the Supreme, even shortcomings become helpful. So we find that it was his monkey nature that helped him to cross the ocean, reach Lanka, discover Sita and bring the message back to Rama. He had no private enjoyments. In fact, he had no private life. The good results of his actions always went to other people. Thus, Valmigi portrayed a remarkable character in Hanuman, a model for all those who aspire towards liberation. In his technique of creating real, down-to-earth beings who are nonetheless capable of deification, Valmigi exceeds Vyasa, the author of the Mahabharata. The characters of the Ramayana are a happy combination of historic realism and religious symbolism, appealing both to the religious-minded and the secular person. With the sole exception of Krishna, none of the other characters in the Mahabharata lend themselves to deification. In order to prove his divinity, Vyasa allows Krishna to perform miracles and exhibit his cosmic form many times. However, Valmiki's portrait of Rama is in black and white with no embellishments. He never allowed his poetry to become the handmaid of mysticism. Dharma is the Madhyada Purusha, the perfect human being, who by his exemplary adherence to the cosmic dharma became a god. And Hanuman is an ordinary simian, who by dint of his unflinching devotion to Dharma and extraordinary attention to his duty, also became a god. According to the Hindu point of view, there is no objective world out there. The whole manifested world is a subjective phenomenon created by our own selves. As humans, we have the unique ability to condition our minds. In other words, we have the power to change the way we perceive life. And by changing our perception of life, we have the power to change our world. When Hanuman entered Rama's life, he changed Rama's world. He transformed a crisis, which was the loss of Sita, into an opportunity to rid the world of Ravana. He transformed a victim into a hero. Even though Hanuman does not appear in the earlier Shruti Vedas, the two gods from whom he claims paternity are both from the Vedas, Vayu, the wind god, and Rudra, the god of destruction. Rudra is both one and many and is a prototype of the later Puranic Shiva. Hanuman's association with Vayu is shown in his swiftness in Ayurveda or the Vedic science of healing. Illness is declared to be the imbalance between the three humors of the body, Vata or wind, Pitta or sun and Kapha or moon. 
Of the three, vata plays a crucial role in the upkeep of the body. Many diseases, including rheumatism, gout, epilepsy and paralysis, are attributed to the excess of the wind factor. Hanuman is closely linked with his essential humor as depicted in the delineation of his characteristic later on. Some of his important names as Vayuputra, the son of Vayu, the wind god, and Vadatmaja, born of Vayu. All bodily functions are controlled by the five winds or Vayus. These are Prana, Apana, Vyana, Samana and Udana. They take care of the different automatic functions of the body, such as breathing, digestion, excretion and so on. There is one figure of Hanuman with five heads that correspond to these five winds. Thus it is said that he is in charge of our involuntary functions and so devotion to him will give us health. Of course, apart from this, the present-day picture of Hanuman came only after the advent of the Valmiki Ramayana, so his debut in the Hindu pantheon of gods is very recent. He belongs to the category of the second-generation deities. However, as his devotees point out, in most regions of India, there are far more shrines to Hanuman than to his exalted master. Actually, out of the trilogy of Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva, is only Shiva whose offspring seems to have sprung into prominence and in some cases even usurped their parents' high status. The three well-known sons of Shiva are Ganesha, Kartigeya and Dharmashasta. Hanuman also claims to be the son of Shiva. In fact, he is said to be the 11th Rudra, as was mentioned before. Ravana was a great devotee of Shiva, and thus it appears strange that his son could have become his enemy. The story that circumvents his particular dilemma has it that Ravana had once sacrificed his ten heads to Shiva, but had not appeased his 11th Rudra, no doubt because he didn't have another head. All the sons of Shiva seem to have exerted a great fascination on the Indian mind. Ganesha universally acclaimed and worshipped by all sects of Hindus. He has even gone across the seas, and you see many devotees of Ganesha even in the West. Kartiya used to be very popular in the North at one time, but now his temples are almost exclusively found in the South and in Sri Lanka. He is known as Skanda, Muruga, and Swaminada in the South. Ayyabha is also a fairly modern advent. His main temple used to be in Kerala alone, in the place known as Shabari Hills. He is the god for this age of Kali, since he is supposed to have been born from both Shiva and Vishnu, as has both their powers. His popularity is increasing in many other states in the south, and now you find temples even in Delhi. Hanuman, on the other hand, used to be more popular in the north, since he is almost the hero of Tulsi Das's Ramacharitamanas, the 16th century Avadhi version of the Ramayana, perused daily by most Hindi-speaking people. But now we find that his worship is becoming more and more popular in the south. At one time there were no separate temples to him, but now some of his biggest temples are found in the south, like the ones of Namakkal and Suchidram. He displays a versatility that is greater than that of the other second-generation deities. Ganesha has certain specialities, but he is not an embodiment of boundless mercy, self-sacrifice or ascetic rigor like Hanuman. Hanuman has legs in both camps, Shiva and Vishnu. His father is Shiva, and he is the greatest devotee of Vishnu in his avatar as Rama. Therefore, he became very popular with both Shaivites and Vaishnavites. Like the other sons of Shiva, he has a plethora of birth stories. Ganesha, as has been mentioned, is universally adored in both northern and southern India, 
and perhaps the most popular. However, Hanuman seems to be a close competitor in the popularity polls, though possibly Ganesha has a slight advantage over him, since it has been declared in the Puranas that he has to be worshipped first before starting any venture. Of course, Hanuman is a specialist to whom people turn for the specific services in which he excels. So he is capable of warding off all evil portents and planetary disturbances, so he is slowly creeping into prominence. In fact, in Maharashtra, which is predominantly a state devoted to Ganesha worship, we find that Ganesha's shrines are outnumbered almost four to one by those to Maruti, as Hanuman is sometimes known, since he is the son of the wind god, and the name Maruti is a form of the Sanskrit word for wind. Many scholars are of the opinion that Hanuman worship is an outgrowth of Yaksha worship. The Yakshas, or natural spirits, are the guardians of the wealth of the earth and are known for their great strength and swiftness. Their figures were often carved on temples and villages, or guardians of the gate, and also Kshatrapalas, or guardians of temples and villages. Now we find that Hanuman's figure has replaced the early figures of Yakshas and, and is always found outside temples and villages. Kubera, the king of the Yakshas, is always depicted with a mace in his hands, and of course is the only weapon that Hanuman carries. After Rama left the earth, Hanuman retired to the Himalayas to a place close to a lake owned by the Yakshas, thus showing his affinity to them. This is where he met his half-brother Bhima. A number of monkey idols have been unearthed in the excavations of the Indus civilization, which might suggest the worship of such a monkey god from those times, but the clues are very slight. The Rig Veda is purported to contain numerous allusions to Hanuman in the Samhitas as well as in the Satapata Brahmanas. Some of the hymns are thought to contain allusions to the events of the Ramayana. There is one specific Rig Vedic passage in which some mention is made of a tawny yellow bull monkey called Bhushakapi. Indira's wife complains that this monkey has usurped her husband's portion of the Vedic offerings. The name Rishakapi occurs in the Purana known as Harivamsha, in which he is identified with the eleventh form of Rudra. This name is also found in the Mahabharata in the Vishnu Sahasranama, thousand names of Vishnu, as one of the names of Vishnu. Documentation on Hanuman worship dates back only to about a thousand years, and thus he is considered to be only an infant as far as Indologists are concerned. In fact, some of his most significant manifestations have appeared only in the last few centuries. The largest amount of material on Hanuman is, however, found in the Puranas. Mention of him is made in the Agni, Vishnu, Kurma, Garuda, Brahmavaivarta, Narasimha, Kalki and Bhagavata Puranas. The Agni Purana gives instructions for constructing an image of Hanuman with two feet pressing down an asura and with two hands, one of which holds a Vajra or thunderbolt. The elaborate story Ahiravana, which is not found in Malkinsky's epic, is found in the Shiva Purana. This Purana also includes another variant of his birth, in which his mother is impregnated with Shiva's seed, thus making him an amsha or portion of Shiva himself. In another passage, he is called an avatara of Rudra. This link with Shiva is mentioned in the Skanda, Padma and Naradiya Puranas. The last Purana also offers a mantra of Hanuman's worship and describes the yantra to be used in lieu of an icon. It is also said that water made potent with the use of this mantra will have the power to drive away ghosts and cure maladies like fever and epilepsy. 
The text also identifies Hanuman as a founder of classical music, and musicians are advised to pray to him in order to attain perfection. The Purana also describes Hanuman as the embodiment of the combined power of Shiva and Vishnu. However, it is a fact that the majority of the earlier Puranas do not mention Hanuman, and even if they do, it is only the context of retelling the Ramayana. Mention of him is made more in the group of Puranic texts known as the Shiva Puranas. From early times, his worship had been upheld by the Shaivite ascetics. Like Shiva, he displays ascetic tendencies and does not care for fame or fortune. Shaivites believe that both Shiva and Vishnu descended on earth as Hanuman and Rama to destroy the unrighteous Ravana who had misused the power that Shiva had bestowed on him. Without Hanuman, Rama would have been helpless. It was Hanuman who built the bridge to Lanka and helped Rama to fight and kill Ravana. However, he never claimed any honour for himself and always remained in Rama's shadow. His attributes are most appealing to yogis. He is physically immortal and linked with many herbs and he has many siddhis sought after by yogis. As we know, he was also held to be a strict celibate and due to his supernatural powers of strength and fleetness, he is worshipped by wrestlers and athletes. Vaishnavites naturally worship Hanuman as the embodiment of Bhakti to Rama, the sixth incarnation of Vishnu. Shaktas are worshippers of Shakti, the Divine Mother, worship him since the Devi is thought to have been very pleased with him when he helped unite Sita with Rama. Kali was very pleased with him when he killed the sorcerer or Mahiravana and offered his blood to her. He is thought to be the garden of a woman's chastity since he never looked on any woman with lecherous eyes. In Tantric tradition, Hanuman is seen as a perfect Tantric who has acquired all the eight Siddhis. After he rescued Rama from the great sorcerer, Mahiravana, he was also considered to be a master of sorcery and also one who can protect people from black magic. As we will discuss later when touching upon Adhyatma Ramayana, Vedantic views Hanuman as the personification of Bhakti, which is the instrument of uniting Sita with Rama after destroying Ravana. So Sita stands for the Jivatma or individual spirit, Rama is the Varamatma or supreme soul, and Ravana is the Ahankara or ego which separates them. Tales of Hanuman reached Southeast Asia through the merchant ships sailing from the east coast of India. Hanuman and Rama are very popular characters in the art of ancient Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand, Burma, Bali and Malaysia. Buddhist monks took the story of the monkey hero to China, where he became extremely popular as a golden monkey. However, his character in these countries are totally different from the Indian Maruti. There he lived a hedonistic life and terrorized everyone, including the gods, and was eventually tamed by the Buddha himself. Hanuman is thought to be the original narrator of the story of the Rama. Not only was he an eyewitness to the events he described, but his motive in telling the tale was purely to extol his lord Rama. However, tradition has it that this tale survives only in fragments, filtered through the lens of human storytellers such as Valmigi, Kampan, Tulsidas, and so on. Victory to thee, O Hanuman, ocean of wisdom and virtue. Hail to thee, O Lord of monkeys, illuminator of the three worlds. Om Sri Hanuman Te Namaha.